Good morning, everyone. This is a very big moment for me, and I'm very grateful to Father Brian and the other priests who are here for, uh, for being here and for allowing me to uh, exercise my now duty to preach the gospel in an entirely new way within the context of the liturgy. Today, we get to look a little bit deeper into the heart of Christ, the divine heart of the God-man. In much of Mark's gospel, we see Jesus coming as the divine physician, the doctor of soul and body. Today, we get such a close look because of the language Mark uses to describe Christ's reaction to this pitiable leper before him. Many of you will remember uh, a number of times, even since uh, I've been assigned here last summer, of Father Brian speaking about this Greek word, splankna, when the leper comes to him, the Greek expresses that Jesus' splankna were moved with compassion. Literally, it means his guts were moved with compassion for this man that was suffering so before him. It's a very particular phrase in the gospel. It's very earthy. It's very real. And it shows to us Jesus' humanity that's linked so closely, so personally, with his divinity. So when Jesus takes on human nature, he enters into our sufferings in a completely unique way because he is all-powerful and yet humble. And this makes for the best kind of doctor, doesn't it? One who doesn't dismiss your pains as psychosomatic imaginations, but actually learns about your pains and experiences them for themselves. Christ is the best doctor, the kindest doctor, and the most generous. Here's a way that I try to encapsulate his ministry as divine physician. In our sufferings, Christ suffers with us, in us, and for us. Those three ways, with us, in us, and for us. Before we go into that, however, we need to remember why the healing of leprosy was significant in that time. In Jewish society, as we heard in the first reading, this was a distressing illness, and by divine law, a person who was struck with leprosy had to withdraw completely from human and religious society. They couldn't go to the temple to offer worship. They couldn't go to the synagogues to hear the scriptures proclaimed. And they had to live apart from all of society. If someone even so much as came close to them, they had to shout, I'm unclean, stay away. We can imagine that they must have felt basically damned, rejected by God himself, as if this disease were a sign of his divine wrath upon them. Now, I don't mean this as a throwaway joke, but we can think of ourselves in this, can't we? Even just in the last year of the pandemic, we've sort of been told, stay away from religious spaces. We've been made to feel unclean. This is kind of a striking parallel, isn't it? Um, I think the word betrayal has gone through some of your minds. That we've almost been betrayed and rejected by our own church and told to stay away because we might be disease carriers. I think that's a temptation that can, can really enter into our hearts in this past year. And I would say first, let's embark today upon a healing process of that. If we felt estranged from the church during this time, 
and from human society, the Lord wants to heal us in that. But also let that experience of what we've gone through this past year help us to understand what the leper himself was feeling when by divine law itself he had to distance himself, religiously prescribed, prescribed social distancing, if you will. And he probably felt betrayed, didn't he? But doesn't this perfectly capture the state of interior suffering? When we're suffering with emotional trauma or a habit that we can't break, doesn't it feel like we're completely alone and abandoned by God and man? We're separated from them? Don't we sometimes feel as if we hear a voice saying, of God himself saying, I made you to be better than this. You're not good enough. You're worthless. And then we listen to that voice. We interiorize it and we say, I was made to be better than this. I'm not good enough. I am worthless. But brothers and sisters, in the name of Christ, I tell you that is not the voice of God. That's the voice of the evil one. When we repeat these accusations of worthlessness and interiorize them, we join the devil's team against us. Whether we recognize it or not, we begin to believe that we are interior lepers, unclean and untouchable by others. But as I said before, today Christ wants to teach us about himself as divine physician, who suffers with, in, and for us. So what does it mean that Jesus Christ suffers with us? We have some more modern examples of what this could mean in the examples of St. Damien of Molokai and St. Teresa of Calcutta, or Mother Teresa. They were not people who ministered to the poor, to the lepers of their time in a disconnected kind of way. They were not physicians that bring people into their office and then dismiss them after they've done something. They left everything behind of their comfortable lives and entered into the world of those lepers that they served. St. Damien on the Hawaiian island of Molokai, which was designated for people with leprosy, completely separated from society. Damien was a Belgian priest and went to Hawaii. He left everything behind. Mother Teresa left the relative comfort of her religious order of teaching a school became a naturalized Indian citizen and spent her entire life with the poorest of the poor and established many houses for lepers. Why did they do this? Because that's what Jesus did. In the incarnation, Christ leaves behind the glory of his divine nature and enters into our human mystery, misery. He enters it completely. He leaves himself no room for rest. The, the gospel describes that he was constantly ministering to people. Mark is very emphatic about this. He was constantly spending himself in our service. But here I want to go even deeper into this mystery. Christ is not only with us, but he is inside of us. And that's something that a merely natural doctor can never do, is to heal pain and suffering and trauma from the inside out. A merely natural doctor can't do that. He can only apply exterior remedies, put them there, and see if they'll work. 
But Jesus Christ wants to suffer in us. He isn't satisfied with healing from the exterior. He, by his almighty power, chooses to enter into every one of our lives in a way that's pretty mind-boggling. Here we're going to turn to the passion and what that shows us about his entrance into our suffering. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus entered into every humiliating experience of suffering, every wound that you have ever suffered, every single one of you, he entered into it. He saw it in his mind. He mystically lived it. When he prayed, Father, if it's possible, let this chalice pass from me, he was faced with every single one of our miseries. I would even put it this strongly. Christ lived your life before you did. And he said yes to every single one of your sufferings. He said yes because he wants you to let him inside of your sufferings. To allow him to heal you from the inside out. From all wounded relationships from all sexual wounds, from all humiliating sufferings that you may have experienced at the hands of those who should love you the most, from illnesses that strip us of our dignity and leave us completely empty-handed before him, from the enemy's lies that you are worthless and unclean in God's sight. Lord, if you will it, you can make me clean. The sacraments, especially the Eucharist, which we are about to celebrate, are Jesus' plan for, God, for getting inside of us and healing us from the inside out. Whatever suffering is there, he wants to be with us and in us. He is the divine physician. The final aspect of Jesus' healing power is divine physician that I mentioned before, is that he suffered for us. When he mounted the wood of the cross, he accepted every suffering each of us has undergone. He drank that chalice to the end. In fact, he lightened our load. He lightened our sufferings by his loving sacrifice. And by the sacraments, we're brought into that sacrifice. He took the brunt of our sufferings and we might not always feel that. But he reinterpreted all of our sufferings as signs of his love. And that is the one thing that makes them bearable. Is that they're an invitation to be with him and in him. We see this hinted at in today's gospel. That Jesus takes on our sufferings for, him, for us. When he touches the leper, right? That was completely forbidden by the Jewish law to touch the leper. That may that ritually made Jesus unclean. He touches the leper to heal him. And then the end, ending line of the gospel says, Jesus himself remained outside in deserted places. That's the exact position that the leper had been in for maybe decades before this, this encounter. Jesus takes on the deserted place, the feeling of desertion that the leper himself experience, reinterpreted it as a sign of love, 
of divine love, of worth, of value. He took on the leper's distance from society, bore it in his own heart. And brothers and sisters, he wants to do that for each one of us today. As we approach Ash Wednesday and Lent is now basically upon us, we can bring to the cross all of our sufferings. We have a lot to heal from, even if we don't realize it. I think whether it's from the church scandals of the last 20 years, or the lack of clear religious and moral teaching from the last several decades, or maybe it's coming from broken families, or maybe it's physical illness, maybe it's mental trauma. Jesus wants to heal you as divine physician, and he will do that from the inside out. Jesus has already gone through all of this with you and for you. His great transformation of our hearts is when we can grieve our sufferings in life, not only because they hurt us. We can grieve them not only because they hurt us, but because they hurt, first hurt him in his innocence and love for us. The divine physician will not heal our wounds without much work from us, it's true. But remember this one thing. Christ mystically lives your life with you. He brought your life with him to the cross and offered it perfectly to the Father for your healing. Don't believe the lie that your wounds are too disgusting or foul for him. He sees them and he has entered into them. Love him there and he will heal you.